0: Welcome to Dungeons and Dinners, where the love of fantasy is food for thought. I'm your host, Brett Lindley, and today I'm talking about magical soups and a recent real world experience I had enjoying a traditional Sichuan meal. This episode includes a bonus magic item that you can snag by visiting me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Reddit. Let's get to it. Welcome. Take a seat anywhere. we will be right with you. (laughs) I recently got to go on a very tiny vacation with just a couple of individuals to a secluded place on a, a ton of forested land with a lake, it mostly just kind of like combination bed and breakfast where just the only, the, the guests that came with us were the only people that were there. The, the facility was actually closed down um, for the winter. And we kind of got a special invite from the owner and his wife um, who were some amazing people. And this place had just a ridiculous number of board games, a giant kitchen, and like computer games set up and, and a disc golf course. It was absolutely wonderful. It's called The Gamer's Ranch. And words really don't describe how absolutely phenomenal this place is. But... In addition to going to the Gamers Ranch, uh, one of the big things, one of the big like enjoyments of being able to go, is I went with a couple of friends who are also amazing cooks, and we got to enjoy a giant, lavish kitchen to make some amazing meals at, and then you know continue to play board games and video games and and whatever our hearts kind of desired uh, during our stay there. It was a wonderful magical stay but the real kind of kicker for the entire event outside of you know some of the the really cool games that we got to play was we um, got to enjoy hot pot and I've never had hot pot and I've certainly never had traditional hot pot and the owner's wife was a Sichuan native and she made us a two style traditional hot pot. And what hot pot is is it's essentially a boiling broth that is kept at a boiling temperature and then all around it are different thin cuts of proteins like steak or pork or tofu and sliced up veggies and just different like like little little things to add in a piece at a time and and what you do is it's almost kind of like fondue but for a a more asian style like soup or noodle broth kind of thing and so what you do is you you take a couple pieces of protein or a veggie or whatnot you throw it in the broth and since the broth has kept at a really hot boiling state it's able to kind of flash cook the meats are all cut really really thin so they cook very quickly And you just kind of – you don't even have to let it go. You could take your chopsticks or fork or whatever and dunk it in and just kind of swirl it around for 10 to 30 seconds, and it's pretty much cooked. And then you can also have a bowl. Everybody had their own bowl of, like, oils and seasonings and, like, maybe some peanuts or some thyme or cilantro, some sesame oil, and a little bit of soy sauce or whatever. And you would then kind of cool whatever you had just cooked by kind of swirling it in your own personal bowl of oil for a little bit, and then you eat that bite. Uh, Some things, of course, you do want to put in and cook for a little while. Uh, They had like some, some thin slices of like corn on the cob that just have like a few rows of corn on them. And you kind of dunk those in and let them cook while you grab other things. And and what this does is it makes a communal meal where everybody sits around this boiling pot of broth, and in our case, it was a pot within a pot. So the the smaller pot in the middle had a like a spicy broth, and the one on the outside had something that was a little bit more akin to like a uh, maybe a chicken stock or like a it wasn't quite a bone broth. I'm not entirely sure. I didn't watch her make it. We were we were playing games, and which he made it for us. Um, but it it uh, it encourages a more long form dinner where instead of everybody getting a plate of food sitting down, gobbling it all up, and then returning it into whatever you're doing, you stick around the, you kind of all cook together, and everything's already prepped. So it's more just a very a slower way of eating where you cook each bite kind of before you eat it. And so it takes a little bit longer, but it's much more communal. And in my opinion, it was very relaxing. There was a lot of good conversation. People were you know laughing and joking and telling stories. And it was almost like sitting around like a fire pit or like kind of like camping where you all kind of sit in a circle and just enjoy the space for a while all while having this really hot broth uh, in the middle of a cold winter. And then when, when everybody's kind of added, you start with like uh, protein and veggies, and that starts flavoring the broth. So the broth flavor changes as everybody adds the things that they want to eat. And then at the end you start adding starches so then you can cook uh like scalloped style potatoes or maybe even cube we had scallops but you could probably do cubes as well um and other starchy foods and finally finishing off with something like noodles where now the broth has kind of thickened up because there's been starches added to it there's also less broth because everybody's been eating for a while and then you add in uh, like a disc of ramen style noodles and they cook up really quick, and then you also kind of have the leftover broths and oils that you have in your own personal bowl. You throw the noodles in there, you take a couple scoops of the broth with it. Maybe you cook up a couple last pieces of meat or vegetables, and then you uh, enjoy your ramen at the end. So it's kind of like a, a multi-course meal because you you have like you could start with a. Uh, your veggies, so you have kind of like a salad or a fiber base, and then you move on to your proteins, and you find you finish everything off with a really amazing bowl of ramen that just has a a broth flavor that you won't get again because it it's so dependent upon what what ingredients everybody else cooked. Like the base is, of course, is going to be kind of similar every time you make it, or even the same, but it, everybody adds their own little touches to it. And it was just, it was such an amazing experience. Like I said, I never, I'd seen it before. I'd heard of it before. Uh, I've you know, watched some YouTube videos or whatnot, but I'd never gotten to experience that. And it is definitely something that I would love to be able to do again. I know, unfortunately, with, uh, with the pandemic, uh, it's not easy to do these kinds of things. And we took a lot of precautions going out there, keeping our group size very small and uh making sure that everybody had you know contract tracing set up and nobody had been in any serious situations lately so it was you know it's not something that i can really do can't host a party for a bunch of friends right now but i tell you i am definitely looking at various recipes and really the the big thing is having some kind of like a portable heating element like a uh, an electric burner or something to keep the pot hot and also having really good like bowls that are I think they were like a, a double bowl that was on an induction plate so it had like the thicker bottom to it and I think they had a portable induction burner that they were using but that's uh that's kind of the the most important part is being able to keep it hot because if the temperature drops down too much then you've got to let it heat back up to be able to to cook your next piece of food so while we were while we're you know enjoying dinner and and just loving having both a spicy and a a, a savory uh, broth made available and, and just kind of laughing and getting along, I was reminded of a uh, a quest that I, I think I may have mentioned in one of the earlier episodes, but a quest and a magic item that I had set up for D anD D, and in fact the the quest and magic item themselves are based upon the old fable of the soupstone. stone. Uh, the soup stone is also known in various areas as like the soup axe or axe soup, uh, it could also be called button soup, nail soup, or wood soup, just kind of depending on the source of the fable. Um, it's, a, it's an older fable. kind of started out in Europe, and it moved through, you know, as it moves through the world, all different cultures kind of use their own methodology for it. But the, the basic story of the fable is that uh, some travelers come to a town, and the travelers are poor, and all they have is a cooking pot with them and either the the item of the soup, right? So either a handful of nails or a rock or an axe or what have you. And the town is a very poor town and they're very cautious and paranoid of these travelers that have just shown up. And so they refuse to house the travelers or give them any food because they just don't have much. And so the travelers take their cooking pot and go either depending on the story either to Uh, a nearby river or to the center of town. They fill the cooking pot uh, to the brim with water, or not to the brim, but they fill it up with water, and then they add the magic item, uh, which is, you know, like the stone or the axe or whatever. And the townspeople look at them, and they're like, well, what are you doing? And they're like, well, we're making X soup, so axe soup or stone soup or whatever the, the ingredient is. And they're like, it's going to be so delicious. It's, you know, we have this magical item. We just throw it in the pot of water. We cook it all day. And at the end of the evening, it'll make a delicious soup. And so the townspeople are like, well, they're, they're just enamored by this. Now they're interested. And they're like, and the travelers are like, but... Uh, it's it's kind of a bland soup on its own. So if if you have anything that you could add, do you have any seasonings or something that you could add? And if you add something to it, we'll give you a bowl of the soup when it's done. Because I mean, this is a giant pot. It's going to make a lot of soup. Uh, the the two of us or the few of us aren't going to be able to eat all of it. So if you add to the soup to give it some more flavor, then we'll give you some. And so the first villager goes and grabs some carrots and they cut them up and add them which now there's more people at the pot which stirs up more questions and the villagers are like hey we're we're you know the one that adds ingredients it's like oh i'm helping make stone soup so uh, i'm gonna get some at the end of the night i'm gonna get some of this great soup this magical soup and so as they talk more of the the people want to add an ingredient, so maybe somebody brings a carrot, somebody brings some spices, somebody brings a, a tiny bit of meat, and they say, you know, it doesn't matter. Anything you add to it is going to make it just that much better, and basically the 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 moral of the story is that the item is not magical, but since all of the townspeople added something to the soup, it makes a really good soup, and then everybody gets a bowl, and it's kind of a thing about sharing and, you know, good morals and yada yada and maybe lying to an entire town to to get dinner. But um but I really like I really like the story and uh in my opinion it's one of those things where like it's so easy to take a fable where there any any time that there's magic in a fable, you can take that and twist it to Dungeons and Dragons and make make the magic more real right so i've done this in a couple of different ways uh first and foremost the item that i have included so there is a a magic item that is available i've done a a picture for it and a full description um you can find that through any of my socials and uh I decided to go for the soup stone itself mostly because I really like that fable. But I've also done it as a bowl. Um, and I'll kind of describe that variation. But I believe that the item you could probably do any way you like. I really like the axe as well. Uh, the Because now you can have it as like, you, you can spry, spice it up even more and call it a, you know plus one hand axe or something and and then give it the magical item properties as well but essentially um it'll make a soup and uh so if you use purified water it'll make like 12 servings of soup and kind of works like a good berry spell so like a level one spell where it just makes a nourishing meal of a certain number of servings for a certain number of uses for day or feeding a person for a day um, I also added to it a little bit by saying that if you used uh, tarnished or um, like bad water, then it would still make the soup, but it would make fewer servings. So kind of a, an early level way of getting like purify food and drink uh, to a party so that way that they could, you know, get through maybe a swamp or something where the water is really dirty and gross and nasty. and if they don't have a good supply of rations, then it can be usable. Um, or just a way of, you know, kind of varying the item up a little bit, giving it a little bit more than just kind of basic stuff and keeping those pesky travelers from purifying way too much water. <laughs> um, cause you know, if you don't, if you don't include those kinds of, uh, con- constrictions on it, then players will take it and and run with it. So I threw that in there, but I, d- I do love the idea of using different items. The, the version I created is the stone. Feel free to take it uh, and, and do with it what you will also give a couple of other um, ideas for it near you know, the end of the episode as far as some other stuff that I've done with it. So along with this item, uh, I decided to th- make a low-level quest in uh, one of my earlier campaigns where there were two uh, individuals that were aware of the bull's existence and only one of them knew where it was. So there was the innkeeper who of course just hears everything. It is a small village, so the innkeeper hears everything that goes around in town. And they you know, they have the bar, the tavern and the inn, so they they know all, right? uh but the one that knew where it was was the cleric of the local temple so it wasn't like a super small village it was like a i think it was a fort like a military fort so a place where you know there's going to be a temple or and and some healing available there's going to be some troops you know stationed there and a few amenities available so the cleric knows where the bull is or thinks they know and They want, uh so in in this case it was a bowl, well you know, the soup stone. Uh they wanted it to be able to feed uh the poor and the homeless and be able to provide free meals for, you know, wounded soldiers or whatever, um and and you know, do good cleric-y things, right? I believe it was like a temple of pailor or something very very simple very just kind of straight on the nose early level stuff so didn't want to you know throw too much at the players just a good temple <laughs> um and they wanted to you know do good with the bowl and it's not that the bartender wanted to do evil but the tavern keeper was kind of jealous because the temple has a couple of minor magic items right they have access to some healing salves and maybe uh a spell storing pearl or something, you know, some minor magic, you know, oddities. And they of course can can cast spells as well. They can cast healing and and do all these things. And he's, you know, just a tavern keeper. He's never he's a commoner. He's never had a cool magic item. And this is a magic item that like he could use. It's it's it makes soup. It makes super free. And so he's like, "Look, I don't necessarily want to profit off of this." I just want to have something kind of magical that I can call my own. And it'll also probably attract more customers to the store. So, you know, he can, you know, and maybe he starts off, you know, if you want to take this, maybe he does start off wanting to profit from it because who doesn't want to profit from magic soup that makes itself for free with just water, right? That's, that's money right there. Those, them some gold coins, uh, it's the secret ingredient soup, you know. So uh, eventually, he he says that the the uh, cleric is the only one that knows where it is. But if you give it to him, then you know maybe he'll help the party out do something else. Uh, essentially, the the party that I ran decided to convince the cleric that the bartender was not evil and that. The bartender uh, or the tavern keeper would be they wanted to give the bowl to him, but to help convince the cleric that it was a good idea, uh, they would say they would allow the cleric to name the soup and the tavern keeper would have to offer it to for free to any homeless or, uh, you know, people that are down on their luck that need a, a free meal that he would have to offer it. For free, it would have to have the cleric's name, but the tavern keeper could own the bull. And thus, the party was sent to uh, an older abandoned temple, you know, somewhere out in the woods nearby where there was a, a town that had been, you know, ransacked years and years ago. And they would have to find the old temple there and, you know, rummage through, maybe fight some skeletons, a couple of orcs or goblins, whatever may have been stationed up in there, uh, locate the bowl, and return back to town and hand it off. And, of course, some players may just want to take it and run, but mine got free stay in the inn for providing it to, to like, completing the quest. They get free stay in the inn, and they get to try the, the soup stone. Uh, but it could just as easily be made as an item that, you know, again, as kind of a lower level magic item, you know, not a super high value, and kind of one of those things that you can throw in there as a bonus. I'm sure players will find some way of breaking it and using it to defeat the big bad evil guy with. Um, <laughs> maybe it has to be placed in a cooking pot. I don't know if I have that specifically stated, uh, but... <laughs> Uh, that way they can't place it inside the big bad evil guy and turn all of the water in him to soup. That would probably be pretty bad. The bowl variant that I made actually required that pebbles be put in, and the pebbles would turn into potatoes, um, because why not? And <laughs> it could only take a certain number of them, and I think that the, the bowl was a single serving, but then had a number of uses per day. Whereas the soup stone or soup axe variant works with a pot of water and makes all of the servings at once. And the servings revert, I believe, at like midnight of the night that they're created so that it can't be used, you know, more than once per day, yada, yada, yada. But I just felt that a a good communal soup story was befitting of a good communal magic item. So hopefully uh, that's something that maybe you guys can steal and use in your campaigns and adventures as well. And if you do, or if you've used something similar, please let me know because I totally want to hear about that. Um, We are trying to continue uh, bolstering some numbers, so please, if you are enjoying these, tell your friends about them, and please let me know what kinds of things you want. If you want uh, more recipes, if you want more magic items or campaign assistance, if you have questions or comments, throw them my way, and uh, we'll get some, some of that included into the episode. So outside of that, I think that's going to be it for now. A little bit on the shorter side today. Hopefully you have had a happy holidays as we get ready to join the new year. So that's all for the episode today. Like I said, please let me know your thoughts, your comments, or your episode ideas. All of my social media links and my contact information can be found in the card website in the show notes, and if you're looking for more content, you can check out my other long-form podcast, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is a podcast about why gaming matters co-hosted by myself and longtime friend, Walker Neer. I'm really excited to be sharing this journey with you, and remember, love is the secret ingredient. Have a good day, friend. Thanks for stopping by.